Welcome to the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I am your host, Carrie Bishke, and welcome to 2022. Hope everyone had an amazing time celebrating the holidays with friends and family. I know I had a great time. My husband and I road tripped from Spokane, Washington, all the way to Danby, Vermont. So quite a few stops along the way. We surprised everyone for Christmas, which was super fun. Really grateful to have that experience. I hope everyone else had a really great time celebrating with the, with your friends and family. As fun as being around our friends and family is for the holidays, it can also be quite stressful. We're around people that we maybe haven't spent a ton of time with throughout the year. You know, people who have different opinions, right? We go around multiple generations, maybe new people coming into the family. And so it's really as fun as being around friends and family is for the holidays. I think it can also be stressful in terms of being around people in our family who we don't see, but once a year and everyone's difference of opinion, especially in this really polarized, heightened climate that we're living in. And everyone has an opinion about everything. And it's important to know how to have these hard conversations and to manage our emotions and do so with cognitive flexibility and respect. So really in this episode, I wanted to focus on the topic of cognitive flexibility and talk a little bit about what that concept is, what it can look like and how it can be applied into your own life and really help you grow in terms of your relationships if you're able to practice having cognitive flexibility. So we'll go ahead and just get started with what cognitive flexibility is and what it looks like. So cognitive flexibility is the really the capacity to understand another person's perspective and make room for the possibility that there's more than one perspective other than your own. So everyone has their own experiences that have shaped their, you know, ideologies, their belief systems, and it's so so important to respect other people's experiences and alternate perspectives to ideas, to to situations, to circumstances. And so it's critical to have cognitive flexibility. And really what that comes down to is having a growth mindset, making space for an idea, for a belief that is different than your own and and having that be okay. You know, this is an issue that's close to my heart because I have a lot of friends and family who have different opinions and different ideologies and beliefs than, than I do. And you know, do I just cut those people off because they have differing opinions and different beliefs? Absolutely not. We learn how to have conversations respectfully, practice cognitive flexibility. We can debate with each other and let the other person know where we're coming from and still have dinner at the end of the day and be okay. And knowing how to really manage your emotions in that way is so, so powerful because so much of what we see today that happens in social media, I'll use that as an example, people who have difference, differing opinions than the mainstream or than one person's tribe in particular, they just get deleted They're not going to be friends with those people anymore because we don't like what they have to say. So instead of having a conversation and actually entering into a dialogue, we're entering into this space where we're just cutting people off. And that sucks and it's not okay. It's so important to have hard conversations and conversations that make you feel uncomfortable and 
really start asking yourself why you're uncomfortable and and get curious about what that other person has to say. So coming from a place of curiosity rather than hostility or judgment is so, so critical. You know, as a therapist, it's not my job to push my opinions and my perspective onto anybody. And as a sister, wife, family member, friend, it's absolutely not my job to push my opinions and perspective onto somebody either. But it is important for me to be able to share where I'm coming from and my experience in particular to friends and family. I don't disclose where I'm coming from to my clients. <laughs> but when with friends and family, it's so important for, for me to be able to share where I'm coming from, where my perspective lies, and have that space to feel heard. That's really important. I feel like in today's climate, as heated and, and polarized as it is, there are so many people that have their voices stifled because of the division in our country and in our friend groups and in our universities and in our families. And there's this fear of being reprimanded or shamed for having an, an opposing viewpoint, you know? And so a lot of people are really feeling stressed and, and a lot of fear and, and are afraid to be themselves because of how they're going to be perceived both in social media and in real life, you know, and, and that's not okay. As humans, it's normal for us to have this tendency to hold our values, our belief systems, our ideologies so tightly and put up a protective shield when we have conversations that go against the grain of our constructs that we hold so tightly to. And it's so transparent. It's so easy to tell when somebody is putting up their shield, right? The conversation gets shifted from, you know, conversation to more like a black and white one-sided argument. And, you know, and the world is, is not black and white. It reminds me of the the movie. I love the movie, Matilda, and where Danny DeVito is talking to Matilda. I don't know the actress's name, but he's talking down to her and he's saying, she's asking him a question. He's her dad. She's asking him a question. Why do I need to do this? And he said, because I'm big, you're small. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can ever do about it. And that's similar to how we talk to one another when we have our shield up, when we're super defensive, when someone says something that goes against the grain of our belief system, we have this Matilda way of thinking, you know, I'm big, you're small, I'm right, you're wrong, you're dumb, I'm right. And and not even explaining here's why. It's so transparent to tell when someone goes into that space because their emotional brain will start to take over and their conversation will be limited because they're going to be blinded by that emotion, right? So the verbiage gets more and more limiting. And it's it really comes down to just, no, I'm right and you're wrong. People get really, really defensive and they're holding so, so tight to their beliefs in those moments. And there's the concept of toxic tribalism, which is important to mention here too. And this happens, we see this a lot in the university structure or in social media where it's an us versus them mentality, right? People get really, really protective over their tribes and their belief systems. But when we enter into this toxic tribalism mentality, it really discourages a conversation of curiosity and it encourages this us versus them mentality that a group or a tribe is 
fully correct and good in all its positions and that any opposing group, any any concept that goes against the grain of that group is fully wrong and evil and should be shamed. And so that's the danger in having this toxic tribalism. I'm all about community and being a part of a tribe, absolutely. But you see far too often on social media, for sure, I noticed that I've seen that and I've really downplayed like my social media presence because of this, because you see one person says a comment and 12 other people jump down their throats about why they're wrong and why they're, and so it's, it, it stops being about even why that person's wrong and really their character is then attacked. That's where this toxic tribalism concept kind of comes in where you, you stop defending even the point or the idea or the construct, and you just start attacking somebody's character, which we see happen time and time again in social media, mainstream media, in our in-person real life interactions. And it's just really shitty and really dangerous. It's a dangerous game to play because we stop looking at one another as humans and we start looking at each other as us versus them, which is not healthy. So again, it's really important to maintain a conversation of curiosity and really paying attention to what comes up for you in your body and your thoughts when someone is saying something to you that is against what your belief system is, right? Like how, how does how does that show up for you? What are you feeling in your body? What kind of thoughts are running through your head when someone says something that is different than what you believe? It's going against the grain of your constructs, your ideologies. How, how does that show up for you? It's so important to build that awareness. That's how we grow. You know, we learn how we respond to certain things. And if we don't like our response to certain environments and stimuli and people, then we, we work on those responses. And I think it happens pretty frequently that people go on autopilot with their responses and are not having the self-awareness that could be really helpful for maintaining a conversation of curiosity rather than hostility. So I really want to challenge you the next time you encounter a conversation where you feel like your shield is getting ready to go up and you feel yourself putting on your armor, you know, I really encourage you to just lean into your breath in that moment. You know, when we're having a hard conversation, when you're around somebody that's saying something that is offensive to you, rather than saying, screw that person, it's okay for that to be your thought, right? It's okay for you to have that thought. Totally fine. You know, I just encourage you to lean into your breath in that moment, though. Lean into your breath. Take a deep breath. Let your emotional brain have a chance to come down a little bit and your rational brain a chance to turn on so that you can control what you say in that next moment. You're not responsible for your, for that thought, but you are responsible for what you're saying in that next moment. So breathing will really help you to create space from your emotional brain. That emotional brain has a tendency to act like a toddler in a moment where you feel like your viewpoint is being attacked. People are not the best versions of themselves, if you haven't noticed, when they're being attacked, when they feel like their ideologies are being attacked. I'll say that more specifically, not even not a physical attack in any way, but an ideological attack can get people really 
to a point where they're not their best versions of themselves, you know? And so when this happens, when you encounter this, you may be tempted to respond with comments that are hostile, divisive, judgmental, and elitist, you know, because you're putting on that armor to protect yourself because you feel that that person has offended you in some way and they're, they're wrong and you're right. And you feel this need to protect, right? But having cognitive flexibility means that you have space. You're creating space. You're being really mindful and intentional about creating space in that moment for another perspective, even though you might feel like it sucks at first, right? You're just giving yourself, giving that person a little bit of space and giving yourself permission to leave room that there's another perspective other than your own. And when your toddler brain turns on by engaging in that behavior, you're only further perpetuating the divide between you and that person, you know, so being really mindful of what you're saying in that conversation will dictate what your relationship is going to look like with that person, right? Even if you're not concerned with having a relationship with that person after that conversation, it's still important to practice that cognitive flexibility for the relationships that do matter in your life. It's going to help you every time that you practice having cognitive flexibility, leaning into that breath, when you have a tendency to put on your armor in those moments where you feel like your your views are being attacked, that that's going to help you. Every time you do that is a little win. So I really encourage you next time you're having a conversation with a friend or a family member or a professor or coach who you know has a differing opinion than you in respect to specific beliefs or ideologies, I really, really encourage you to practice cognitive flexibility leave space for that person to get their point across, really resist the urge to put on your armor and to activate your toddler brain in that moment. Cause that's going to be the tempting, really easy route to take. So just noticing when those conversations, if at all possible, noticing when those conversations, um, are happening for you and you're around people who have different perspectives, different belief systems than you. So a couple of tips to round out this conversation on cognitive flexibility, a couple of tips that you can utilize in these hard conversations or to prep for these hard conversations would be to, the first one would be to anticipate when you're going to be around people or in classes that are going to get heated, um, I encourage you to do some breath work prior to those situations happening so that you're going to be in a neutral space. Make sure that you have food in your system. We're not the best versions of ourselves when our toddler brain is activated because we haven't done our breath work. We're hungry. Our blood sugar is all dysregulated. We're underslept or overslept. So few things that you can do to kind of anticipate being in those situations to make sure that you're, you're in a good spot to have that conversation. But if you do get in a spot, you're in a conversation where you're finding yourself getting really activated, putting on that armor. You know, there is an opportunity for breath work. There's always an opportunity to excuse yourself to go take a walk or go to the bathroom, kind of catch your breath, neutralize a little bit. So there are opportunities, even though in that moment, your emotional brain will convince you that there's no time, there's no space. You just need to keep going the way that you're going. 
there is time, there is space for breath. And so that will be such a helpful tool for you in those conversations to really just slow everything down when your brain wants to move fast and convince you that the other person is attacking you. Another tip that's super helpful when you're in the midst of those conversations are really staying away from all or nothing terminology. So the all or nothing terminology can sound like this. You always do this or liberals always do this or Republicans never do that, right? So those are fighting words. That's verbiage that you want to stay away from. The other person in hearing the all or nothing language from you is going to shut down. They're going to feel attacked in that moment and not like you're arguing what's presently on the table, but that you're painting with a really, really broad brush, which we never want to do. You want to, in those hard conversations, keep the conversation present to the argument or the debate at hand, that the topic at hand. And you want to really stay away from going too far in the past, too far in the future and painting with a broad brush. That's just going to piss the other person off. That's going to make them really closed off to what you have to say. And that's the first sign that your emotional brain is really activated. Your toddler brain is activated in that moment. And you may want to slow down, take a breath, excuse yourself, maybe come back to that conversation. So if you notice that you're in a conversation where that's where your your mind is going, you're not sounding like the smartest, best version of yourself, and you're noticing symptoms in your body, like you're getting really warm, maybe you're sweating, things are moving really fast. Those are all signs that your emotional brain is activated and you're you're going to want to take take a break, maybe step away from the conversation and come back at a better time and use language that, you know, really comes from a place of curiosity. Ask that person questions about their perspective. Really stay away from any accusation or attacking of that person's character because of their belief that they have. So really staying present to the the argument or the debate at at hand. Super helpful. Another tip for having these hard conversations is trying as hard as you can really to have a poker face, (laughs) you know, and if you're not someone that's able to neutralize and have that emotional regulation and in the midst of hard conversations, it's really hard to do by the way. So it takes a lot of practice. I make mistakes all the time, but really being mindful of eye rolling, deep breaths are okay. You're exasperated. You're frustrated that that's okay. But like the really obvious disrespect of you know, turning your back on that person or rolling your eyes. I mean, name calling, that's an obvious one. So these are all tips to help you in that moment where you're having a hard conversation with someone and really practicing that cognitive flexibility is what's going to get you through having those conversations and being being a participant in life rather than shying away from conversations just because they're hard. It's so important for us to have conversations with people who think differently than us. That's how cool shit gets done. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. It's not okay to cancel people or delete them simply for having a differing opinion. If that person is toxic to you and your world, then that's, that's one thing, but them having a different opinion does not 
classify them as being toxic, right? That's It's not a crime to have a different opinion. And so it's important to have these conversations and to get curious and to really encourage this growth mindset and this cognitive flexibility, making space for another viewpoint and really getting to know the person and where they're coming from. Having cognitive flexibility is such an amazing mental toughness factor. It really allows us to step outside of our bubble and get curious about where someone else is coming from, what their experience has looked like and how that experience has shaped their beliefs. Growth happens outside your comfort zone. So it does not happen if you're living in an echo chamber of friends and family echoing your beliefs all day and all night. It's so important to get an outside perspective and really be okay with getting uncomfortable and having those hard conversations. So I really encourage you to practice this cognitive flexibility in the next conversation where you feel like there's an opportunity to do so. It's going to grow you and it's going to really impact your life in a positive way. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. Make sure to join us next week as we have another guest episode for you. If you haven't checked out readysetmindful.com, make sure to check out our free mental toolkit to optimize your performance. So that's at readysetmindful.com. And if you're not following us on social, make sure you do that. We're on Facebook, Ready, Set, Mindful, and Instagram at Ready, Set, Mindful. We're also at readysetmindful.com. Make sure to leave us a review if you liked what you heard. Always look forward to seeing what your guys' thoughts are. We will catch you on the next episode.